This is Shooks and Gif, Season 2, Episode 8. In this episode, we talk about an emoji builder, a different resource from Eric Kurtz, some wellness tools, a way to integrate coding and storytelling, a digital note-taking tool, and a cool Chrome extension. Oh, and by the way, we recorded in a room, it's kind of tinny. Sorry. Sorry. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Uh, do you know why koalas aren't considered actual bears? They're not. I, no, I don't. <laughs> because they don't meet the qualifications. <laughs> I have to give a shout out before we start okay. to Jeff Humphreys. He, he actually sent me a link to a bunch of jokes, like dad jokes, and he said he thought of me. And he said the koala one was one of his favorites. So oh, that's, that's why nice. I picked it, because it is pretty cute. Yeah, it's it's fun. I will, um, I'll link them. Maybe I won't, because maybe I'll want to use more. <laughs> no, don't put them in. Forget it. Oh, you get nothing. Hi. Hi. How are you? I feel like it's been forever since we've done this. Always. It does feel, do you know why? Yeah, because because we, we did last one the weekend we before do. I so went to Victoria. We, we oh, used okay. to. Oh. I have to talk about this experience. Yes. And it's going to be really difficult to talk about this experience mm-hmm. because I can't talk about this experience. So It's when, like Fight Club? It is a little bit like Fight Club. Like, you don't talk about it. Victoria's Summit out in British Columbia was like no event I've ever been to. You said that when you got back. Yeah. There was a moment at the end of the event mm-hmm. when G. Bundy, who is from Oregon. Like the Oregon Trail? Sure. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. I know. Yeah. I've heard of the Oregon Trail. You don't know the game? No. Is that our divide? I'm only a couple of years older than Kim. Truth. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> there used to be a game called the Oregon Trail, and it's sort of like my like deciding if you're part of my generation or not. It's sort of my Gen X thing, because I, I straddle the two. Okay. I don't know that game. We, is it a fun game? It's like an old Commodore 64 game. It used to get dysentery. Oh, it's like an it's, actual game. Yes. They talk about it sometimes on partial credit. Mm. They'll say they have dysentery, and they talk about them each other. Yeah. It's from that. Okay. Um, the Victoria Summit it was incredible because G. Bundy who is an educator from Oregon he closed the summit like no keynote I've ever seen before and 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 I wish I could say more but it's the kind of keynote that you can't say what he did he he did something totally different and it just gave you this warm feeling he made Darren cry you said he did make Darren cry Darren, I wish I was there to give you a hug. It was, it was a happy cry, not like a I know. sad cry. But it, it just gave such a warm, loving feeling to the entire event. It felt like a family. I've, I've, I really appreciated how their district lifted up their local champions. All their local nice. presenters were, were the stars of the day, uh, of the two days. It was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful event. And uh, I look forward to hopefully having you one day see G. I can't wait. I've, I've heard great things. I hear he may be coming somewhere soon. I won't say where, but oh. I hear I hear he may be. Somewhere I will be? Potentially. My house? No. Is he coming to my house for Christmas? No. I'll need to set an extra seat. No. All right. Okay. Should, should we start? start? I, I need to start with a realization. Okay. And then a an apology. I saw that in the show notes, but okay, well, I don't know what it's for. A couple of things. Humor me. First of all, 
I was listening to Tosa's Talking Tech with Mike and Tom, one of the podcasts that I love to listen to, and they were talking about podcasting. And one of the things they said in passing was that podcasters should listen to themselves. You should listen. Everyone hates their voice. Yeah, I get it. I have a great graphic I use. It says people who, it's a pie chart, people who like their voice, and then a tiny sliver of people, or sorry, tiny, that's the tiny sliver and the rest is people who hate their voice. Yeah. And the legend says, like, Morgan Freeman and everyone else. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is the only one who likes his voice, it's, which is funny. I said maybe, maybe James, James Jones. Jones. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, they do all the voiceover work, obviously. And I thought, oh, I don't have shit. I used to listen to us. Like, I used to have Jukes and Gif on my queue. And if it came up, they'd be like, oh. And I've listened to us sometimes and been in stitches laughing at us talking and things that people didn't know that we've said behind the scenes or little jokes that we throw in that people don't realize are our jokes. And they say you need to do this to get better. Like it's 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 like that reviewing your work. And I thought, huh, yeah, it is. So I this morning coming in, I was listening to myself. And as you know, I listen in 1.7 speed. Yes. And I had to slow us down because I speak so quickly. <laughs> and I've had I've listened to a few podcasts of podcasters who also listen to us, or pop people have made comments that said, you know, I, I always listen to one and a half, but I need to slow yours down because you guys are so quick. So I don't know if you've noticed today. I, as you were saying this, before you said the comment about speaking so quickly, I said in my mind, she's pacing herself. I am. So I'm trying really hard to slow down. So that people can speed us up. So that people can listen how they want to listen. The other thing I noticed is that my little sidebars that I sort of whisper, I really speed up. I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying. And I said it. <laughs> so I'm going to try my best to speak more slowly. And it's going to last the first three minutes of this podcast. But I am trying. I'll nudge you. Thank you. The other thing that people may have recognized is we have a new logo for our podcast. What? On Anchor. Oh my God. <laughs> Still there? I think it is. Oh my god! Okay, so I texted Jen late a few couple oh, weeks ago. Yeah, last, early last. I just sent her a message. Um, <laughs> hey, Jen, did you kick me out of the band? No, did you? Did, did you start your own podcast and not tell me? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said somehow the logo on Anchor. No, still there. Somehow it's the still logo there. on Anchor has changed <laughs> to. Virtual, virtual gift for the podcast. podcast. So here's the backstory before people start thinking that I've kicked him out. Like there's this falling out. I can see the rumors. When I started thinking about, yeah, I'd like to start a podcast and really like diving into it. If you've listened to us for a while, you heard our story where Kim was away and I basically said, we're going to start a podcast and this is it. And here's this. And I wanted to actually play in anchor before I pitched it to you. Yeah. So I created my own, like if I created this logo, would it work? And I just did a little mock-up. Like I, I iterated, right? Yeah. Like I, I just made a, a prototype and it worked for some reason. The original artwork that I had, it's like my Bitmoji and it just, which is deleted. From Which there. I compl- I cannot I find it anywhere on Anchor. I don't even think I, I have it anymore in my drive. Is now showing up as our artwork. So rest assured, Kim's still here, but it's there. And I did, and I didn't tell you this, I was waiting. I did get an email back oh, you did. from Anchor. So I wrote them and I said, an old logo is showing up. It's this one. I need that one back. I can't find it anywhere. How do I get the right work? And they said... You know, Vincent with Anchor Support here just wanted to follow up on the issue you're experiencing. They definitely sound frustrating and we never want that. For general app stability, we've identified the root cause and they're fast tracking releases across all our platforms. They don't actually answer my question at all. They've just given me this form thing. So I I don't, I'm at a loss of what to do. 
maybe and now this is when seasoned podcasters are probably saying get off anchor because you know these are some of the problems you can run into but i still like the free platform and what it can do and it's good troubleshooting for me so eventually our real one logo will come back yeah but for now it's I'm, virtual gift the podcast. We're both still here. I'm the guest star every week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> guest starring. Or the featuring one. What do they put at the end of TV shows? Uh, and with. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. And that's where you Actually, get the yeah. top and, and, and you know what? I learned this weekend that the way that they grammatically structure those oh, yes. with. And if it's an ampersand or the word and yes. also means different things oh, for monetary that. reasons. I, I knew that it was like with and featuring because they save them to the end. They yeah. don't get top billing necessarily. But if that they means do like something. writers, like if you say this person ampersand, this person, I'm going to get They're this totally team. wrong. They wrote together. Like but you if and you do, I, Rashooks and Gifts. Yes. Ampersand. But if they do like first like this writer and then the word and and then that writer, it means right. they wrote it at different times. Like this Got person it. did the first draft, that oh. second draft, and it means so it means different Very things cool. to those in like the writers guild of America, whatever that thing is. Very cool. Should we talk about ed tech in this podcast? Like, should we do something with tech? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Do you want to talk about technology? That's what we do. Maybe. Okay, let's go. You okay. start. Okay. You start. Us I'll off. start one. I got a. I got a funny one. Eric Kurtz again. Can't go by without talking about Eric. I also have an Eric shirt. It's different though. Okay, good. Uh, Eric shared something a while back called the Emoji Builder. Have you seen this? I have. It's really it's fun. It's really fun. So our kids are always using emojis uh, for either they're texting with it or we've talked about using emojis for types of stories that you can write. Mm -hmm. um, but we've never given them the ability to actually create their own emoji. So if you visit Emoji Builder, but we'll put the, we're obviously yeah, going to link if, it if in you, the show notes. If you Google it, um, it does come up. Yeah. It, you start off with a face and you can then start to give it attributes. Like I just put a cowboy hat on mine. You can then choose the eyes. You, so you can give it two different eyes. You can then click on the mouth. You can do the, you can change all the different attributes of this emoji and then you can save it. And then you have created your own emoji. Yeah. And, and I've heard this on the EdTech Takeout. If you hit the randomize button in the bottom right hand. corner, randomize. It will randomize it and it names it after you. So I randomized face with cowboy hat and tongue sticking out and open eyes. Yeah. And it was very funny because uh, Mindy and Jonathan were doing this and, we, and they had a guest host who works on their team and whose name, I apologize, escapes me. And they, they were pushing it and it just sort of seemed they were laughing so hard that they all got a random face that kind of suited their personalities. <laughs> so it might make a fun game as well. So if I get rid of all of these features on the right just by clicking the X and now I click randomize. Oh. Drooling face with open eye and head bandage. <laughs> Some days. Some days. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really neat neat piece rather than just taking what's already out there to allow them to create some content. Yeah. And then that could also be a really nice story starter. Create your own oh, emoji and then that could be a character in your story to inspire you to, to write. I like that. Yeah. As writing prompts to start. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with the Eric Kurtz thing. And I don't know if you know this, but Eric actually has a second blog. I do know this. Yeah. To, um, second to control all to cheat, yes. which is the one, his ed tech one. I like he has, it. A he lot. has another one called Eric the rad and he's been, um, in that well, sandbox, I'll say, maybe not sandbox is the right word, but he's been writing in that one a lot lately. And it, he's focusing a lot on mental health yeah. and mental wellness. And his most recent um, one... Is this the leaves? Yeah, was about leaves. And it, it talked about letting go. And it's he calls it, it's okay to 
leaf to leaf it behind and he talks about how naturally leaves fall off trees and why it's a good metaphor for us to let things go in our life that are no longer there and and that letting it go creates new birth and whatever and if you're looking for sort of some some wellness reading um by someone in our field that's not you know too scholastic i'll say eric's a really beautiful writer and i love reading his things he wrote one a little while ago as well about creating passwords and how passwords need the capitals and the the symbols and this and that he said why not create acronyms for things that make you feel good about yourself so um like all like hey you are all right keep it up or something like that and then you could make letters and numbers to that's do that nice. so every time you type it you say that like to an affirmation precisely that's nice um and i wrote him and i actually said this one here i said eric i loved this post and this is a perfect Ignite talk. And so I'm putting a challenge out right now that I really hope for ISTI. He puts this, this, okay, it's okay to be leave it behind into ISTI to talk about wellness just in, or taking a, a, a sort of an amalgamation from Eric the Rad to talk about his It's funny journey. you mention that because if I was going to apply for another ISTI Ignite, yeah. I was going to speak around the wellness Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's on a lot of our, our, our radars, I think, because we're not taking enough time always to do it. But with that in mind, yes, um, we have some really great segues this episode. Mm -hmm. I would like to share a resource that I learned about at the Victoria Summit. It's okay. called Hearts and Mind Online. So if you go to heartmindonline.org, okay, and I learned about this website from the Zen Librarian. Okay, so she is the Zen Librarian. And you can find her on Twitter at librarian underscore zen. This website is all about mental health and well-being, okay. but it has some spectacular resources for educators. And it's not just the resources that they have, but it's how they are cross-referencing them, how they're indexing them. So when you go to the homepage on heartmindonline.org mm -hmm. and you scroll down, they have resources for families as well, but I'm going to click on resources for educators. I can now filter this by developmental age in terms of resources. So if I click on adolescent and then I click on one of these resources, let's say here, um, five ideas for building intergenerational relationships. Oh, neat. So if I click on that and I open up that activity, it actually also tells you which other uh, indicators it aligns itself with. So it has secure and calm, gets along with others, compassionate and kind. Because I think somewhere on this site, they have a whole bunch of criteria for um, what you need to do. Much to like Adi did when yes, you shared her yes, innovator project. Yes. This is sort of an, a different version of that. So it's this whole And are lesson. they lessons? Yeah. They're lesson activities. They can guide you through how you might use this uh, story activity and then it gives you related content. Also, at the top of the Four Educators page, you can you can uh, filter oh, it by, by theme. theme. So if a student needs to work so on the, anxiety. Anxiety. If I click on by theme, here's the theme page, and it actually lists all the themes and how many resources they have that are under that theme. Yeah, so, and there's like the lowest one here is what in the 40s, 30s, no, 20s, 23. Oh, yeah. Anger is 23. So yeah. that's a lot of resources. Look, it even says like, here's the activity, here are the materials required, here are the learning outcomes. That's awesome. So that resource is actually connected to the, the Dalai Lama Center for Peace and Education. And mm. here are those um, criteria. criteria. And, and it's really nice. They're actually shaped in the form of a heart. Yeah, Gets really along beautiful. with others, compassionate and kind, solves problems peacefully, alert and engaged, secure and calm. 
So each of those activities is aligned with one or more of those criteria for mental health and well-being. That's awesome. Anyways, I thought it was a neat resource, and I also do like the fact that it will be a resource for families as well. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go along the same for well-being with, with a digital sort of twist. I don't know if you saw this. It, it sort of came through, I don't know if on Twitter or my email, but the Google Digital Garage. Have you no. seen this? It's almost... Oh, I might have. Go on. Okay, so it's free learning content designed for people to help grow business or jumpstart a career. So from an educational standpoint, it's not necessarily lesson plans, but there are some, like they said, get an online business and expand business to other countries. That's not really relevant, but they've added new ones. And I'm wondering if this is why they've looped in some educators. Um, near the, if you go to the digital garage and then check their inline, um, or sorry, online courses at the bottom, they have some on speaking oh. in public communicating your ideas through storytelling and design. Oh. Yeah. And then there's also one on intro to digital well-being. Oh. So I haven't really... I, I got into them. they free? They're all courses? free. Some of them, it says, um, include certification. I'm not really sure what that means. But when you dive into it, so for example, if I wanted to do, um, you know, communicating your ideas through storytelling, you can start the free course and it takes you to a landing page and says, okay, there's four lessons. They're about 15 minutes each. So it's an hour of time, depending, of course, on how quickly you work through. And they start with, okay, let's mind map to explore ideas. Let's storyboard. Let's create a presentation that engages your audience and use a critical eye to select images. So for, for me, I took in a course at IDEO a couple of summers ago yeah. about storytelling for influence. And it was a lot of that. It was, if you're going to do a presentation, it shouldn't just be, here's my slide deck start going. You should be telling a story and captivating your audience. And even in, in business presentations, it should be that. And I think this aligns a lot with that. There's, you know, you can skip to it. There's a little bit of an little, assessment. Yeah. There's hand. a little quiz to make sure you understand what's going on. So, you know, you can watch a lesson and it, it starts with a video, um, with people sort of explaining to you what it might, uh, what that aspect looks like. You can do a check of knowledge and it goes through. So there's sort of built-in lessons geared toward business um, but certainly things that we could use in education. Yeah. Nice. I, I think it's just a, a neat thing to explore because, like I said, there are now a few modules that could be education-related. Precisely. There are things that students could, could walk through in a, a variety of, of different curriculum areas. Neat. All right. My turn. It is your turn. For the last three weeks, I have been trying to not share this with you. And then you yelled at me in a session. I did. Because I was paying attention. I did. So <laughs> we're involved in this storytelling project and I oh. wanted to I wanted to use this what I'm about to share for the project. But in order to do that I needed to I needed Jen to not listen to anything yeah. I was saying <laughs> in the middle of both of us facilitating this session. Yeah. Uh, it was very difficult. I did have to say plug your ears, don't listen. Yeah, and everyone's looking at her and looking at me like, what? Because not they don't all know. So a few of them in the room knew about the podcast, but not everyone. So I looked really strange, <laughs> but some people got it. Anyways, I learned about this tool mm -hmm. from Danny Leeming up in Kootenai, BC. Blew my mind. I had a fantastic weekend, as I said, but then the learning continued the next day at the airport when right. I was on my way home, when I just started talking to Danny about this great session that he ran on storytelling in, in the digital age. And different ways that we can help our students leverage technology to tell their stories. And he shared this one tool called Twine. So if you visit twinery.org. I like wineries. Twinery. Oh, twinery. Got it. <laughs> twinery.org. I'm going to ask you to select use it online. There's downloadable pieces, but we're going to use it online. 
Use it online. Use Quick. it online. There you go. So you're in there. You have zero stories. I have two stories. As I understand it, Twine is connected to my Chrome profile. If it, it, it would be accessible wherever I'm in my Chrome profile. Okay. I can now create a story mm -hmm. through coding. This is a tool that has really, really, really low floor and almost no ceiling. Okay. It's super, super simple. So you, Jen just clicked on plus story. So she's creating a story called Shooks and Get Add. So that creates your story map. Okay. So she's looking at a page right now, and that's called a passage. So now she's going to title that passage. So you could even call it chapter one. It doesn't really matter what you call it. Okay. And now if you delete the text right here that says double click to edit this passage, you get some tips about the things that you can do for coding. You could just simply start typing your story mm -hmm. and it tells you what you can do to link this passage to another passage. It teaches you all of the pieces that you need. It works in basic HTML coding, but then it can go all the way up to Java, and I know Python, zil yeah. zilch, zilch about yeah. coding, but look what I was able to do. I created this story, very, very, very short story. So it's a bunch of boxes with arrows that it looks connect. like, a, it's like a page map. one, yes. two, three, and four, five. And I can five. drag them all around okay. so I can change the order. I'm going to just play it just so you can see. I'm not going to read it because it's a, it's a story about a child with anxiety, and I don't really feel like reading that right now, but just so you can see, I've got writing in here and mm -hmm. I actually and managed picture but and this didn't look it. like that normally this, the writing was smaller I've made the, the text larger the back was blue I made it yellow I so put you've a picture had it in. I have been coding it and so what happens is you type all these words mm -hmm. and then you code in the back end which word do you want to hyperlink that takes you to the next slide or the next page so if I click this it takes me to the next one cool. and it becomes an interactive story. So this is really great for students if you want to embed coding into yes. like ELA or whatnot they would have to learn how to code but really the essence of it is you need a good story. It also flip side speaks to the need to revise your work. Oh yeah. Because a lot of students are like oh I'm done okay the story's good enough and go in this they'd have to go back code things yeah. and then in that they might say oh that doesn't really work so yeah. I want to go back and, and change this so to that. If I click on one of my passages you yeah. can see that I had to learn how to embed an image. I had to learn different ways to bold text, different ways yeah. to link to other pages Neat. and I created this story and it was pretty cool. I was so proud of myself that I managed to, to complete it but I loved the fact that it is so, it is low floor, yeah. super, super, super high ceiling. Now, Twine, the intention behind it is not really storytelling. It's a gaming site. Oh. So this is for students who've gone in and created games, like choose your own adventure. Like, do you want to click on this? Do you want to click right. on this? Do you want to click on this? So in, instead of, I think we've spoken about it before, about like using slides or forms, forms. for choose your yes. own adventure, Twine this can be used. This is the coding side. Very cool. Um, you can, now in terms of saving your, your files, if I go home, I would export the HTML file, like I would click publish to file. Mm -hmm. I could upload that into Drive to save it mm -hmm. um, if I was worried about losing it. Mm -hmm. The only catch is when you upload it to Drive, you need to uncheck the box in settings that says convert to the proper format because oh. it will convert it to a doc. So before you would upload oh, it to Drive, you I would want to import, import it as HTML cool. and then it would download as HTML. So in order for sh to share your finished story, mm -hmm. you could actually just download the HTML file and email that to anybody. And when they open it, when they open that file that you've emailed to them, it would just open in the web and play like a story. So you could just email that HTML file. Alternatively, you can publish them online. Right. There is... Share the link. Yeah, so this is what Danny told me. There's another site and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. I actually made a really, really simple tutorial. 
okay. uh, to get started with it. So I'll put it in the show notes. There's a, a website that you can use where you can use a Twitter account. You upload the HTML file yeah. into this site and they okay. publish it through Twitter. Now, my feeling was, oh, the privacy on that and then they have to have Twitter account. Right. So Danny's suggestion was create a different Twitter account. I heard you upload, talking to someone yes, about this in our Upload office, yeah. it through this site. It tweets it out. Harvest that link yep. and then delete the tweet. Awesome. So then you have that URL for this uh, for this story that you can build. The other caution that I have, even though this is fantastic, if you start searching for examples of Twine stories, they are mature. Many of them are mature um, that currently exist. Got it. Secondary students dealing with what I found was a lot of mental health and well-being issues that mm. they're telling through these stories. This is going to become an outlet, yeah. this tool, which I really appreciate. But just a caution if you're using it with younger students, because it is such a low floor, right. there is easy entry points. Just caution how they're searching for examples. You might want to spend some time creating your own exemplar to show them, like which is what I've done. Right, or, or curating like onto into a single document, yes. almost like a, a text set yeah. of sorts or on a slide. Yeah. So but check was, one of these out. Yeah. I was really excited about it. There's also different languages. So if you click on language on the main page, you can actually change the oh, language hey. that the whole tool. Do they have French? And do they have Spanish? They have French. Um, okay, they have they have Castellano, which is a, a it's this uh, region in Spain. So I'm, th I'm thinking for our, um, our French teachers mm -hmm. in Canada, that might be a really rich tool because yeah. then they can write them in French. And one of the best resources it. that it has, if you click on help, it has a spectacular how-to guide. So yeah, I created a very beginner, right. beginner, beginner how-to guide, but I used this step by step by step to learn how to do it. It is an exceptionally awesome. well-written uh, guide. So I was really excited about Twine so much that I have asked Danny to be one of my midterm Oh, podcasts that because this is our last episode. It is our last episode. We'll talk. Let's go at the end. I okay, one, I have one more share. Okay, and then we'll go. I think so that it, well, was I, I have some itty bitties, but that I was Twine. Okay, awesome Twine. Very cool. Okay, I want to talk about an app called Notability. You've seen Notability. Yes. Have you used it a lot? No. Okay. So I've used Notability is an app. It is not free. This is the one thing, and we normally do share apps that are free. But I've seen in the last couple of weeks so much potential in Notability um, for what it can do for any kind of note taker. And I've shared it with teachers who've been like, I need this for this student. So Notability is an app. Um, it, it's $13.99 US. It's not a cheap app, but I paid it and I'm, I'm totally glad I did. Um, it's a typical um, note taking app. You open up Notability, you create a new note by um, clicking the little icon in the top corner, and then it allows you to do a variety of things. First thing you can do is insert text. So you push the little T icon, you can start typing in. You can use um, a stylus to write. There's a highlighter tool that you can highlight things. There's an eraser tool if you don't like it. I can write something out and then use the scissors tool and around the scissors tool, like anytime you can then, you know, shrink yep. it or yep. like we see in Procreate and such. But if you go to style, you can also say, oh, I want everything in that oh. to change to a different color. That's nice. So if you're writing and then you go back and you want to code in color, yeah. um, any of your notes. So you don't have to worry taken. about switching the color as you're taking the notes. Precisely. You can always do it afterwards. Precisely. Um, and this is the feature that I loved and this is where I found out. So I was um, in talking to a psychologist um, about a student with an exceptionality and she was talking about this app. So what happens is there's a little icon that's a microphone and I'm going to open a different app to show you. 
So I used this in a project that we're doing here in our region. And throughout the day, we had various stakeholders um, sharing their thoughts. So rather than having to jot it all down, I tried this. So there's a microphone and then there's a little drop down and beside the drop down there are the Tim bits where you can go to manage recordings and it will show you all the different recordings so you can stop and start that are associated with this with this oh wow if I start playing the voice note or the the recording that I've made and it's not only voice notes like I, I was walking around a room yep. and capturing what people were saying and or imagine doing this with your students if I hit play what you might notice is later in my documentation it's sort of faded out what it does is it marks. Oh my god! And if I it marks on the timeline of that recording Where what I was writing at the time. So if I go now and I say, "Oh, what was I saying here?" and I click one of the grayed out areas, watch what happens on the timeline. No. It actually no. Yes, it skips. Oh, and look to that part wait. of the recording, and then as it plays, it. It, it makes it, darker what you were writing at the time that this was being precise. So I'm going to go here and you'll see. So this is probably a better example. So it shows what I was writing. Wow. So for students with exceptionalities who maybe can't take all of those notes, they could record and then write like photosynthesis, step one, and then go there and listen to it afterwards. But their notes are there that they That's can take. That's amazing. For documentation for students. You could say, okay, you know, it's a it's a presentation, it's an oral presentation, and it's hard to capture everything, especially yeah. if it's a group. So I might just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to record it, and then I'm going to every time Kim speaks, I'm just going to write Kim's name, and then I just need to tap those to actually hone in on what you're doing, because of course in in Ontario, in group, you can't give group marks. It has to all be individual yeah. marks. You can do group presentations, but they all get individual marks. So instead of being like, oh, did they say that or did they? I can now document with big accuracy. And if they have this app, I can actually send those notes to you. And you would have these marked audio files that you could interact in the same way with in your app. That's powerful. That's, Very powerful. That's really good. Yeah. it's And then you can also save it. So um, in the you can change the paper in the background, but you can also bear with me. One second, you can um, export it to email, to Dropbox, now, to if Google I export Drive. It, will it will it still have the sound files that go with it? It it does, but I so Shyla on our team and I were trying to work with this because she was doing an in service. Part of the reason that we were using it um, at a school um, that we work with, and I sent her mine, but she couldn't get it working. And then we were just ships in the night beforehand, and now she's gone on maternity leave, so um, we haven't been able to do it. But I want to play a little bit more with that because I think that would be really powerful, even even in terms of, of, you know, if there's multiple people taking notes. So if you have students helping you assess in some way and they're taking notes or you and your friends, if you're in a class, and you're like, okay, let's share these and what did you get? And my, my recording didn't pick up that person's voice because it was the other side of the room, although it was very sens sensitive. I wasn't standing particularly close to people. We mm -hmm. sort of had the iPad in the middle of quite a large circle of 30 people and it picked everyone up really well. Nice. So it's called Notability. Um, if you're looking for a way to take digital notes, if you have, um, people in your life who are in post-secondary in any way. Like I could see sitting through a lecture and really diving that, deep into that my notes looks, this way. I use GoodNotes, but I think this has more functionality. They're often compared. I, in fact, when I started doing my research around um, a notability, not which one to choose, but like any kind of, um, uh, when I was preparing for the in-service that I thought I might have to deliver, there was a lot of articles on which one do you like better. And it's a, it's quite a divided camp, although a lot of people like both. I. I don't know if I try good notes because this has enough for me. Yeah. The only thing I miss is I wish I could layer like we can in Procreate that I could have oh, different layers of yeah. things. You can't do that. And that's because I also like to sketch yeah. while I go. And, but yeah. that's it. If you're, if you're doing it just for note taking, notability 
totally worth the 400 Canadian dollars. No, nice. I'm kidding. It's not 400 Canadian. Nice. It's like, it's like $16 <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, it's great. All right, you've got, uh, you have another one on this list that I learned about Let's at ISTE. Yeah, and, and you told me that you learned it. Yeah, you, and you I guess, I think it's just been on my list forever and I've just, I just, I thought I had shared it, but I guess I just I don't. I don't think it. you have, or maybe I ignored you when you were sharing No, it. I probably didn't share it. Okay, so. Should we share it? Yeah, let's share it. <laughs> let's share it. Okay. Well, no, let's not. Let's just leave them guessing. Um, we'll see you in the new year. Um, so it's called Clipboard History. It's a Chrome extension. I learned about it on, um, uh, check this out, with Ryan and Brian. I'm pretty sure it was Ryan who shared it. I learned they, about it at ISTE in the Google Playground from Mark Wagner. Nice. So they, Ryan and Brian, uh, recently had their 100th episode. I saw that. It's so good. It was a great episode. They went through like what their, their triumphs and fails kind of thing. Nice. Like we, we talked about this. It was, it's a really great episode. You should listen to it. And then they had a post, like they called it 100.1 with people saying how much they loved them. And, and I didn't see anything to, to be able to say that I would have loved to have called in. So I'm going to use this moment to say, Ryan and Brian, you guys, I love the podcast. I talk about them all the time. Um, I'm going to, to actually meet Ryan. I've met Brian. We've met Brian. Yeah. Um, I'm going to meet Ryan at Q in March. I'm super, super excited about that. Um, but they're a podcast that in my settings, I can say, okay, just add to my queue. But theirs, I actually bump. So no matter what I'm listening to, it will show up the next one. Because I learn so much. I love their banter. They're just, they just make me happy. That's nice. It's, it's really happy. Okay, so they talked about this extension called Clipboard History. Yeah. Now, I haven't played with it a lot. So I'm going to actually throw it over to you, Kim. Because I, I was going to keep it until the new year when I did have a chance to play with it. But you can teach me. Show so I actually have Clipboard History 2. Is okay. that the link to Clipboard History 2 Let's that you've got on there? Let's check. Yes. yes. Clipboard History 2. So because they took away the web clipboard a while ago. Yes, they and did. that was really frustrating. So yeah, if I have copied text right here and it's not the very next thing. Because you know when you copy something, yeah. it has to be the very next thing that you paste. Yes. But I actually, I just ran into this earlier this morning. That I'd, I'd done something, I'd copied from somewhere, and then I had to go and I duplicated a slide, and then that became yes, what was on my clipboard. I was like, oh, slide. darn it. And I, yeah. I, I did it's stall the app, and it's not part but of my... what this extension does, so clipboard, clipboard History 2, whatever you've copied, so I'm going to just copy uh, this name right here, yeah. and it will then hold itself in my clipboard history yeah. to list. So I don't have to paste it immediately. I can go and do three yeah. more things and then say, oh, I'm ready to paste it now. Go open up my clipboard history, click on it. There's no even copy. I just have to click it and then paste and there it is. Yeah, and they have an option beside each one that you can favorite it. And yeah. one of the tabs is go to your favorite one. So if you have something you're constantly um, cutting and pasting like an address or something like that. For example, they have, um, you can show full text. Yep. There's something here that says, um, send to cloud, which I imagine just means that it will follow you from account to account. But I, I would think that that would happen Anyways. anyway. But so maybe, I'm not sure maybe it is specific. Maybe you have to sign in yeah. if I click on that. And, and maybe you can, you can do a delete too. So I'm thinking right now it's like holiday season. People might be buying holiday gifts. If you have Snoopy, like people in your family, they might go in, like if you've sent them, an email with, hey, maybe you want to buy me this. So they copy and paste that link and then they go check. There's an option to, to delete it if you have things there that you don't want. You can also export your entire clipboard history and then re-import it somewhere else. So if you have lots of things copied, oh, you can Or import. multiple accounts. Yeah, maybe. It's just, I, I see it as being really powerful, especially if you're working on something that you're going to be copying from a variety of play yes. places. So like, okay, 
I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it four times across four documents. So think about so it I this way. You're assessing. Single document you're assessing. Yes. And you've written this comment, but you mm -hmm. don't need it right away. And let's say you're not using checkmark, which yeah. you should be using checkmark. You should. But let's say you're not using checkmark yeah. for whatever reason. And let's say you have five different comments that you think you're going to need at some point, but yeah. not right now. If you just copy, 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 and then you get to a point where you need it, you could just open up clipboard history, put it back in. Yeah, totally. It's a neat, helpful it's, exception. It's, it's very helpful. Efficiency. Yes, because we're lazy. We are lazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have. That's it. That's it. So here's the deal, folks. We are for done out. for a few minutes. Not forever. <laughs> a few minutes. We for are few minutes. We'll be back in 10. <laughs> we're done until March, March probably. Yeah. We're, so if you remember at the beginning of the season, we thought, okay, how are we going to iterate to make this like more within our bandwidth? And we said we would do um, like every other week. Every other week, which has been good and not good. I've liked it and not liked it. I've certainly liked it's it. It's helped. It's made it easier. Yes. But I miss the weekly. I do miss the weekly, but I, I feel like I was able to handle totally, the schedule. Totally. I agree. I missed um, it. every. That was the difference. Yeah. Like last year when we did it, I, I loved it every day, yeah. but I also dreaded it going, oh my God, how are we going to so fit busy. it in? How are we going to do yeah. this? So at least this way we have a little bit more flexibility. I do love that. So yeah, so in January and February, Kim and I will be seeking out, and I got this idea when I went to um, Philadelphia this summer, and I, I happen on, I, I love lobby bars, and I love um, rooftop patios. So I was in Philadelphia, and I found this really cool lobby bar, and I was just sitting there, like, having a drink by myself. Oh, I remember and, this story. And I, like, this is something I love to do, because I'm, I'm friendly, and I, I make friends where I go. I was listening to these people talk, and kind of half hearing them, there's, like, three other people at the bar, and the bartender said, oh, are you here for the podcasting convention? And I went, the what? <laughs> and he told me about this podcasting convention and the guy beside me turned. He's like, oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I heard you said you were from Toronto and he used to live in Toronto and now he lives in Spain. And so there was a lot of like worlds colliding because I love Spain. I speak Spanish and, and he loved Toronto and we both podcast. And so these were non-educators and they gave us, gave me ideas on what we could do with the podcast. And one thing was, oh, you could, you could go on like field trips or have like midterms. And so I said to Kim, why don't we stop partway through? Why don't we have like a fall term and a spring term? And then in sort of the winter, we'll call them midterms and we will go apart for a little bit, but don't yeah. worry, we'll still see each other. Um, it, it, Jen's already prepped for it because she has her logo all ready to go. I know. This is, virtual, <laughs> I'm, this, this is when the usurp happens. And we will be chatting with other educators who, um, who are going to share their ahas with us. Yep. And we have some lined up. We have some that are not lined up. If you're interested in doing it, tweet us. Yeah. I have um, some opening because we don't know how long they'll be. So if it works, we'll do it again. And if it doesn't work, then we won't. Then we won't. We're going to try. We're going to try. But we will be back together probably beginning of February. But look for us again in January with our um, with our midterms. Oh, we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a go. Ha! <laughs> you see what you did there? Um, how that was a high five, by the way. Have a great time on your Punta Cana trip. Thank you. I'm so excited. I know. Kim's going away. And I'm, I'm going, I'll be in Puerto Rico. And I'll be in St. Martin. And I will be in Labadee. We're nice. on a family cruise. Yeah, my in-laws celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, God yes, bless. Yes. So they're taking us all away. It's going to be is, awesome. This is the first time our family is going away on a trip like this. Like we, we've always done go home to Vancouver to see the family yeah. or go I'll tag along with my husband on a business trip. Right. Or, or Disney World, which is the craziest, not happiest place on earth. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time we've done that. this kind of like 
Disney's awesome. Disney's awesome. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's stressful. Anybody with children knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm excited for the trip. That's awesome. Well, um, happy happy holidays to you. You too. It's not Thanks. like I don't have a meeting with you in ten I minutes, know. but you know, happy happy holidays, holidays to everybody listening. Yeah, if you're if you're celebrating, um, have a restful break. Yes. We. I'm glad we ended on some some mental wellness. health and well being. Yeah. yeah. Use this time. Take time to, for you. Get, stay well, be happy, relax, spend time with family, unplug, or not. If uh, Unplug in a different way. That's not the way that you normally My do. My unplug is is Netflix. Yeah, and so that, like, to me is, there's unplugging. Like, to me, a lot of times that's podcast listening and yeah. going on walks out in nature. So, okay. See you soon. See you next year. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooks and gif. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-H-U-K-E-S and G-I-F-F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. Or by tweeting at us using the hashtag shooks and gif, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. Oh, and by the way, we recorded in a room. It's kind of tinny. Sorry. Sorry. Canada. Canada. Sorry. Sorry. I have to give a shout out before we start okay. to Jeff Humphreys. He, he actually sent me a link to a bunch of jokes. And I'm making her stop talking so, that, <laughs> so I can open my apple juice. Okay, go on. It's like an old Commodore 64 game. Used to get dysentery. Oh, it's like an it's, actual game. Yes. You should check it out. I'm old As, enough that I know um, the Contra code. Okay, good. That's good. I know that, yeah. Up, up, down, down, left, right, yeah. left, right. Select start. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We just lost a thousand listeners. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm done with these. These two are teaching me nothing. I heard this podcast is good. These girls are ridiculous. Okay. Back, Back on, on track. track. Yeah. <laughs>